Hey friends, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls universe. Shang-Chi is coming to theater September 3rd. And not only have we seen it, and loved it, by the way, like seriously obsessed with it, uh, we also had the chance to interview the cast, director, and Mr. Marvel himself, Kevin Feige. No spoilers today, we promise. But we wanted to share our thoughts on Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings, as well as our favorite moments from a pretty hilarious interview. But first, if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So let's talk Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm obsessed with this movie. I have my tickets for opening weekend to see it again in IMAX, and I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So I do not yet have tickets for opening weekend because it happens to be school opening weekend, um, which is a little like chaotic. So we're going to play it by ear, but... It's rude that your school would open the same weekend as a Marvel movie. For real. Like, did they not look at the calendar of like what's on the slate for just life entertainment in general? I mean, for no, for real, because (laughs) it's highly rude. I am displeased to say the least. That said, we will see it as soon as I can make it work, which will probably, honestly, it'll probably just be like that Saturday or Sunday, but probably not Friday and definitely not Thursday night because I feel as though walking into school first thing, you know, Friday morning after like pulling an all nighter to go see um, a movie is maybe not the best way to start your high school career for my <laughs> younger kids. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh. On that yet. I'll, I'll let you know how that know. plays out. <laughs> but hands down, in love with this movie and honestly it is you know it's definitely in my top five movies possibly my top three wow like marvel movies ever which i so high praise that's i I know super (laughs) high praise and i think it's probably my second favorite origin story I was going to say, it's to me, it was definitely stands out as one of the best MCU origin stories since phase mm-hmm. one. And yeah, I agree. I mean, 100%. really the only one, The all, I mean, you're never going to overtake the first Avenger because unless you get no. Alan Menken to also write you a theme song, <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening, but <laughs> facts. Facts. This this one was just oh, it was phenomenal, and like I knew it was going to be good, but it exceeded my expectations of oh what I was like oh I'm so prepared for this, and then they just they did that and then some and beyond exceeded my expectations. Like I I was looking forward to it being good. I will say that I'm not and never have been like a huge huge martial arts movie fan. Like I watched movies like that as a kid but they weren't like a staple in my household because they just weren't the kind of genre that like my parents ever watched and so if I watched them with friends like that's really the only time I ever watched them like it wasn't a thing that was like oh I can't wait to watch the next one like that's just not a you know Jackie Chan was like oh okay whatever Bruce Lee like we watched them 
with friends or I'd watch them if it was like a friend was like, oh, hey, this is, you know, on and it's, you know, Saturday afternoon and it was like on, you know, TBS or something. And so like we would, I I would watch it because my friends were watching it, but I was never like, I didn't gravitate there. That just wasn't the type of thing that I typically was watching. And so when I first, I mean, I've read some of the comics when I saw the first trailers, I was more enamored, I think with the overall, just like choreography of some of the scenes. And I was like, Mm -hmm this is even better than some of the stuff that I remember seeing as a teenager and was really excited for it. And then just at, you know, having watched the subsequent trailers and then I just, in love, so well done. So well done. Yeah. That's the thing about martial arts films is that all, so all fight scenes are choreographed. Obviously it's how Mm -hmm. they keep everybody safe, but there's just (laughs) another level to the martial arts fight scenes it's almost like you're watching a ballet yes it's very fluid it's very just pretty it's pretty to watch because just the way everything flows and the way everyone moves um and in this movie gosh the fight scenes just got better and better as the movie Mm -hmm. went along first of all they didn't even wait to get into the action the action starts immediately yes and i was like so good which typically with the origin stories, the action is never in the forefront at the very beginning. So Mm-mm. this one was like, bam, action. And I was like, holy wow. All right. I'm loving this. Um, you know, and the thing is, this film plays homage to a lot of the martial artists that came before Simu. And um, like the bus fight scene, which is in the trailer. So this isn't a spoiler. We see him in that. That's very Jackie Chan, like Rumble in the yes. Bronx-esque. Uh, there's the fight scene on the scaffolding that's also in the trailers. Um, that's just so wow. Like you just can't take your eyes off of it. And then just it all builds to that finale, which I called mind blowing because gosh, it do- oh my God, it was so much going on, but like in a good way. And I was just like, wow. I mean, wow. It's hard to top some of the other finale type battles that we've seen in the MCU, but I would say that Shang-Chi probably has the best action sequences in the MCU so far, honestly, overall. No doubt. And I think the other thing that's, there's a few things that really stood out in this movie for me. And one is that, so Michelle, and I won't say her name correctly, is it Yao? Yo? Um, I don't know, but I love her. Um, so, you know, she, she's obviously known for like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, but her background is in classical ballet, right? Like, so she's not Mm -hmm. a martial artist. She is a dancer. And so I think, you know, when we talk about like martial arts being choreographed and being a very fluid sequence of movements, she clearly like is somebody who not just plays to the whole, like everything I do is choreographed, but when you bring her into something like this, like you see that the, you know, we'll call it a fight scene between she and Tony Leung at the beginning when they're at the entrance of the Tao Lao. Um, that's not her. her. Oh, just kidding. That, that's Fala Chen. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just kidding. So so Fala Chen, also extensive background in dance and not a martial artist by training. But you look at that very fluid. I, I knew I would get the two of them mixed up. You, but you look at that very fluid choreographed 
you know, sequence of movements and you almost can't tell which of them is the trained dancer and which is the trained martial artist because it's so mm-hmm. fluid. And you see a lot of that, I think, throughout the whole movie. And it and is very reminiscent of that sort of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. Yeah, it definitely pulls inspiration from many um, martial arts works. I mean, the character himself was based off of Bruce Lee. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Uh, but aside from the action. So, I mean, again, I can't say enough about how awesome the action sequences are and visually beautiful they are. But like the lighting and the cinematography in this one is just, oh, it's so good. The story it's a great story and man, mm-hmm. it, it goes in and it manages to tell like, again, origin stories can be tricky because they can be a little boring or they can be a little slow. Uh, this is, this is not it. Um, the director, Destin, he killed it. He killed it mm-hmm. with the storytelling and how he wove in the emotional beats with the action and the humor. Um, there's a lot of, you know, emphasis on not only family, but loss and how we deal with loss and yes. kind of becoming who we are and growing up. And just, again, it was a very unique superhero movie that it almost doesn't feel like a superhero movie. Well, and the fact that he kind of, you know, he being Shang-Chi gets his strength from kind of running away from his past and who he is to needing to come back to address it and sort of growing into it, you know, to sort of realizing his character and who he is, is something that's not necessarily something you see a lot of in an origin story. You know, I think Dustin talked about it a little bit in the interview we did, but he was like, you know, he doesn't get splashed with chemicals, as he said, you know, to, to get right. his um, superpower. It's, you know, really that sort of journey of like self-discovery and, and the inner realizing strength. who he is. And yeah, it's that inner strength. And, and I think that's something that in a way we can kind of all relate to versus as much as I love Cap and Cap does deal with some of that inner strength stuff as well. He is injected with the super serum and then enhanced with the machine. And that's where he gets his superhero strength from. But, you know, he does definitely still have that inner strength as well. And, you know, those emotions that he deals with to, you know, kind of become more of the man that he is on the inside. But Simu doesn't start with, you know, for his character of Shang-Chi, he starts with the the inner strength and personal growth journey. He doesn't start with the rings as the the superpower. Right, exactly. it's It's a really interesting or you know different take i think than what you see for most superhero movies yeah and then the comedic uh beats are they're oh great my gosh they're well timed i mean could we have picked a better sidekick we'll call no her for and for and for <laughs> and for some people who i a saw complex. were con- concerned that there would be too much of her there's not it's just the right amount enough i mean in some moments yeah she definitely provides the right amount of comic relief um Mm -hmm. honestly the whole cast in this film is just phenomenal i mean obviously simo is is he was made for this role okay and i don't mean that in like a weird way but he he has the physicality like tom holland to actually land the moves properly in fact we learned in the interview (laughs) that his first read through his first audition for shang chi he ended it with the black widow poser flip he like flipped landed and like tossed his hair or whatever 
and they were like um aquafina was getting on him she's like wow it's like every every audition and he was like well you know i just felt like i was auditioning for a marvel movie like what you know why not and then uh i was dead when ronnie said well i guess if you can do a backflip you do them every chance you get i cannot do a backflip so i cannot relate but i would assume if i had the ability i'd want to show it off i'm just saying but but yeah, aside from him, obviously Aquafina, we have um, Manger. I think I'm saying that correctly. I hope I am. She plays Jai Ling, his sister. It's her first time on the big screen. She's a, a stage actress, and she she nailed it. She nailed it too. And then, uh, I mean, obviously we have to talk about. We kind of touched on Michelle, and then Tony. Oh man, I mean legends, right? International treasures. Uh, their I mean, presence in a scene like they didn't have to speak you're just like they're brilliant. here yeah i yes. mean they just there's just their their presence like their physicality like just their being is just their being was enough <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you like, for existing Whoa. in this I, space <laughs> they're the type of screen legends or i mean state legends depending on which person we're talking about but that you just, they sort of, they almost add something to the scene by just being present. And I know yeah. that that's, that's giving them a lot of credit without being like, wow, well, you know, they didn't do anything if you say that, but like they, they really oh, do. Oh no, just, they did. They, they did. <laughs> they, they did, did so lot. much, but like they just, they're so accomplished and they're so good at their craft that it's like, you see their name there and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. Exactly. <laughs> you, just, you just, you're like, exactly. wow. They did not, you know, they didn't skimp on roles. And if you look at a lineup of a cast sometimes with a new movie or a new, I'll just take a step back and you look at like, so D23, like they announced this, you see this is coming. You're like, okay, here's the cast, you know, and it's like big name, big name, big name. I have no idea who this person is. Simu. Okay. I know him from like Kim's convenience. He's funny. He's a good looking guy. He's always shirtless. (laughs) <laughs> he's probably going to be, he's probably going to be great. He's got the physicality, but you don't really know, right? Like he's never had a role like this, but you think, okay, he'll probably be fine. Like whatever. You don't really know, you know, Aquafina, like her, she's amazing. She's funny. But again, like at the time she hadn't had many like main roles yet, or like you'd only ever just seen her kind of as like, you know, doing the like goofy sidekick kind of thing. And really you know, a few more movies, you know, come out over the years after you've seen this and you're just like, whoa. And so then, yeah, you see like the newcomers who've literally done nothing. Like it's just such a mix, right? Like you see these, this list of names and you're like, I, I just don't know. It's almost a crapshoot. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, some of these people are amazing. And then some of these people have no, you know, history and you're, you're like, okay, I'm just going to trust the casting. And you trust, do, you just trust, trust in Marvel, Marvel because yep. <laughs> they get it done every single time. Yes. And it just blows you away. Blows you away. Yes. We were talking briefly earlier about the cinematography. And I think one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie, in part because of the cinematography, is the fight scene on that scaffolding. Because oh, of yeah. the whole, like, they're doing the rotating camera angles like I just there's something about that that added so much to that scene that I just like added this intense emotional suspense thing as they're you know dropping and falling and jumping and I love it when that type of filming is done correctly it has amazing results and Mm -hmm. that's what we got here 
that's what we got here for sure. And it, and the thing is that, I mean, obviously I didn't see it. I'm sure it's on a green screen. It's probably like, and I say this in not to be like cliche, but like, it's probably relatively simple. Like the fight sequence and what they're actually working on is probably relatively simple compared to what we see on the big screen, right? Like it's probably not a huge set and it's on a green screen and it's probably, you know, we know it's not, you know, 50 stories above ground. It's probably one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or two, like, you know, it's like two sets of scaffolding or something that they've been you know, walking back and forth across kind of thing. And, you know, not to say, and not to discount like the training and choreography that's gone into it, because that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just suggesting that like that movie magic and the camera angles and the cinematography and the choreography all goes in to make this magical choreographed scene. And then you add in this green screen magic and, you know, what they've done with the rotating camera angles and you look at it and it's like, well, this looks like they are fighting on whatever in this like super intense, however many stories above the ground scene. But you know, in reality, that's not what they did at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm with Aquafina though. Like I'd be really good at falling. Um, so if they needed an extra <laughs> white person. I legit would be the same. Oh, wait, I am the uh, same. Remember that time so, I busted an ankle walking? <laughs> yes. So um, in the next one, if they need a random white person to fall, I'm I'm your girl. Because um, I could not do martial arts. I wish I could. When I watch these movies, I always leave and I'm like, I just want to kick somebody's butt so bad. <laughs> like, I just want to be like, ah, and like attack them. But I can't. So... I know my limits. <laughs> I mean, I've taken a few kickboxing classes and I have a reasonable roundhouse. That's about it. That is like where my martial arts. I mean, arts I could probably ends. box box <laughs> you, but like, yeah, my martial arts experience is pretty limited and not good. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing about this film is the mythology that they weave in. And we're not talking comic book mythology either. So, I mean, honestly, well, it is that. They take in the comic lore. They take in uh, Chinese mythology. And it's just, oh, it's just, I love, I keep saying I love it and that it was beautiful. But it really was just, I promise I sound more uh, professional in my actual written review, which will be linked in our show notes. (laughs) You know, I mean... Honestly, I I think we do this as a script. That's just what happens, right? Like, we get so excited and... But I also think that's one of the things that people, when they do listen to us, they like about us is that we do get excited and we're passionate and we're just who <laughs> At we least are. That's, like, that's what we hope, right? So. <laughs> I mean, we've been given that feedback, so. That's true. But yeah, so with the mythology, there's, I, you and I both, and, and we're not going to give anything away as far as that goes. I mean, obviously the dragon is in it, the great protector. Um, mm-hmm. And Lego, there's a Lego set that my son got me, actually, because he knows I love dragons. And it has the great protector in it. And it also has this strange little creature that looks like it has no face. And he is in the movie. We lovingly call him the two-butted no-face creature. He is adorable. (laughs) Um, And speaking of legends, because like we said, Tony and Michelle nailed it. There's another legend that happens to be in this movie as well. And that is Sir Ben Kingsley. And Love. he has a lot of interactions with said no face 
two butt creature and they are <laughs> adorable and it's not something I think you would see Sir Ben doing. So I really no. love it. And he's reprising his role as Trevor Slattery. And I love, and I don't want to give it away because I, I want you to see it and like, and mm-hmm. experience it. But it's just, I like that they dealt with the Mandarin controversy from Iron Man three. I like yeah. that they did it. And I liked how they did it. 100%. Like that little retcon is just a beautiful, the entire thing is actually just beautiful. Right. Like it, I think right. the, the dealing with <laughs> yeah, all butts, no faces. <laughs> You'll know what we mean when you see it or watch it or, you know, whatever. And yeah, Sir Ben being back is just. It's brilliant. full circle, honestly. It, it's, it really it's like, is. This must, you must have known what you were going to do, Kevin, when you did Iron Man 3, because it's just so perfect. Well, but that's and the Marvel we, thing, right? The Marvel well, way. I mean, <laughs> we we can say that, right? That was in our interviews. Yes. I mean, he did know. <laughs> he literally went to Ben's house, Sir Ben's house, and words are hard. There you go. Words so you are didn't very say hard it. sometimes. You needed to be British to say it. I needed, to, I needed to say it in a British accent. Yes, Oxfordshire. There we go. And <laughs> suggested this role to him back, like when they were filming. I mean, it probably was pre-Iron Man 3, but everything was so, you know, sort of under wraps and whatever. Like, Kevin literally flew to London to have probably tea with Sir Ben. Yes. yes. And pitch this role to him. I mean, we're talking a decade plus ago and or whatever, a decade now. And yeah. said, oh, hey, what do you think about this? And he said, it's I lovely. love the idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's he was lovely. like, it's lovely. lovely. I'm intrigued. I'll gladly do it. He was excited in British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, you know, I mean, sometimes we talk about the wanting to be, you know, a fly on a wall in the Marvel planning rooms or in an office somewhere. And these are the kind of little things that they weave together from, you know, years beyond knowing that they're going to come back around full circle, as Ashley mentioned, and just brilliant. Yeah. As is the role. But this is why Marvel is king, right? They're king in the storytelling realm. 100%. Because they make these plans. And I wanted to go back uh, real quick to talk about Tony Leung's Wenwu, who is who Trevor Slatterly, Sir Ben Kingsley's character, was spoofing in Iron Man 3. And gosh, man. Wenwu... So the biggest fear sometimes with Marvel is that they're going to underwhelm with the villains. And I get that. They do that to set up for the big ones, and they don't give a lot of time to the small ones. <coughs> Taskmaster. <coughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Wenwu is not, not a wasted villain at all. In fact, he is going to rank high in, like, intriguing villains because Tony's acting here, just he manages to... I mean, he's a legend, so I mean, I'm, what do you expect? But he literally captures all facets of Wenwu's personality, and he's not all evil, which is what makes you reluctantly kind of, he begins to kind of endear himself to you, and you're reluctantly like, okay, well, I kind of see where he's coming from. I understand that. I almost feel sorry for him, even though he's like really bad and doing bad things, but He's he is one of those villains that makes you have this touch of empathy at moments, 
even though you know you should just be like, no, 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 I am not like, going to empathize right. with you. And then he does something to make you go, wow, what a beep, 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 beep. And then he does something else and you're like, but I get it. Mm-hmm. 100%. I also understand him. Just, but yeah, I mean, Tony's performance is just, so, I mean, God bless it's so good. So good. And my only complaint about Michelle is that I don't have enough of her. Yes. Agreed. Like, I want more of her on screen. So that was really my only complaint. She was phenomenal. I just need more time with her. (laughs) I could watch her by herself. (laughs) Just like. Oh, 100%. Doing her thing. So, yeah, just legend after legend. Um, And again, the cast had nothing but great things to say about Michelle and Tony. Sir Ben was actually in the interview and they were talking about him too. Like he's just like, they all kind of helped the younger cast along, which I love to hear those kinds of stories. So mm-hmm. Sir Ben helped uh, Manger because as we said, she's a stage actress. Well, Sir Ben has also done stage. So she really kind of looked to him to be like, how do we, um, you know, how do I do this? And, you know, he had great advice for her. And then, you know, Michelle and Tony kind of led along Simu and, you know, Katie, character aquafina's character katie and just wow again to be a fly on the wall or to have like freaking michelle yo be your mentor like can i also have her be my mentor like she's amazing for real i mean just to take a dance (laughs) lesson with that woman would be brilliant oh yeah i'm here for all of it so yeah so yeah um i mean i think it's pretty clear we loved shang chi and the legend of the ten rings you got to see it. It's in theaters only. It'll uh, hit Disney Plus 45 days after release, but you do not want to wait 45 days after oh, release gosh, to no. see this film. First of all, people are going to spoil it for you. There's two, two, count them, two, post-credit scenes. Both are so good. Oh. And- <laughs> oh, mind blown. Like, uh, I think it was the, oh gosh, the first one the first one i could barely hear the dialogue because everybody was like oh you know and then the second one again it was just like yes i loved both of them they both mean totally different things for different stories but all fit within the mcu and just oh my gosh so good all kind of related because you know related yep it's related so and the soundtrack like let's not forget the music Gosh, Some of my the son, they work with. Uh, my son has my son has run it by DJ Snake on repeat, dude, as <laughs> he should. So yeah, the soundtrack, so the score, everything is just it slaps, man. It hits. It's. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't really. My only complaint about the movie was I didn't have enough time with Michelle. Other than that, I I'm here for it. I'm here for every second of it. Um. Honestly, the only it's thing really... I think that could have been. Oh, okay. no, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. I was going to say the only thing that could have been better was maybe give me like a five minute intermission to pee and then come back with more. <laughs> you want like an in game intermission? <laughs> I do, I do. Because <laughs> we didn't get that either. <laughs> no. Um, we needed one, but we didn't get it. <laughs> I Yeah, so pee beforehand because you do not want to miss anything Mm-mm. that's happening on the screen. And stay uh, for those end credits. Like oh even during gosh, our screening, thanks. people got up, and my 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 sister's like, "Wait, aren't aren't they supposed to stay?" And I was like, "Yes, 
Yes, they are. I do not know what's happening right now, but they dumb. <laughs> yeah, fools. Don't be a fool. Sit in your seat until the end. This is a Marvel movie. You should know better by now. We are in phase four. Come on now. It's been 10 years. Like, bruh. <laughs> For real. Sit your butt down and do I not mean, move. My kids even stay through cartoons to see if there's an end credit. Like, who who gets up? People. I need exactly. to know. Answer us on Twitter. Who gets up before the yes. credits are done? Right. During most any movie, but definitely a Marvel movie? Yeah. I mean, I, I just do not understand. So, yeah, Shang-Chi has definitely set a super high bar for the future Phase 4 films, which we know Eternals comes next, followed by Spider-Man No Way Home. And, I mean, both which of Which is another whole conversation. Right. Well, honestly, both of those equally look mind-blowing in their own mm. way. Mm-hmm. So, But holy... the trailer oh, for yeah. that the... one. Well, yeah, for No Way Home, for sure. But even Eternals, <laughs> we got Celestials and Deviants so in the trailer. True. I was like, oh! oh my so, yeah, I... Phase four, I mean, I know, I know, I know, Black Widow technically was our first movie kickoff, but like... You know, but I didn't hate it. It just I wasn't... I didn't hate this. Black Widow, but this Black Widow, it was important for phase four in that it introduced us to the new Absolutely. Black Widow. But it when was in terms of like stakes... Rogue One. Yeah. In terms of stakes and just overall like wow factor, Shang-Chi is definitely like out the gate bam like in your face like phase four is going to be insane we know that from the shows but we really know it on the big screen it's just like it's all coming together and i love it i'm here for every second of it and i would say like for those of you with kids who are all like oh i take my kids to see every single marvel movie i would just say maybe keep in mind that this probably does earn its pg-13 rating pretty solidly in terms of a little of the violence, but definitely some of the like darker themes toward the end. And language. Um, yeah. And language. Yeah. And the language. Although most of that was just like the S word. Like there was a lot of shit. Yep, but, beep. <laughs> yeah. But but outside of that, I don't remember hearing a lot. I just stopped counting after I heard like 40 million, you know, SHITs, but yeah, that um, was, I think, the the one that was most used. But yeah, you're right. There was just thing. a lot. I was just like, okay, we could probably stop with that. Like, And I curse like a trucker, people. Like, let's just be clear. She does. So when I'm all like, dude, that was a lot of, like, do we need to say that word again? <laughs> you know, it's a lot. So if you've seen Free Guy, it's kind of like the same as far as like how much language is being used. I feel like they're kind of on par. And Free Guy is also PG-13. Okay. So. But yeah, I just like there was a few of those, you know, moments at the end with the, you know, the dark stuff that I was kind of like, oh, that's a little, you know, yeah, extra. That, so like yeah. if, you, if you were somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to bring my 10 year old because they love like, you know, Marvel movies. I'm like, mm, just think about whatever. And, you know, like and I'm not sure what Ashley put in her review in terms of that or if she did. But I did. I kind of <laughs> described a few of those things just, you know, for people who were like, oh, I tend to bring my kids and sort of described what they were without trying to be too spoilery just to give you a hint of like, you know, what to look for or, you know, comparing yeah. to other movies to be like, hey, just because, you know, when my kids were little, they were a little more sensitive to some of those things. Now they're all like, oh, give me all the gore and whatever. And they don't care. But yeah, mine, know. mine were sensitive too. I think my youngest, um, he will be a little upset about it, but I think we can talk him through it. So, 
But yeah, um, uh, Jana's notes, both of our reviews as well as our write-ups from our interview will be in the show notes. So you can check out uh, those and see, you know, what kind of what to expect when it comes to the film for littles. But yeah, it's definitely not Gardens of the Galaxy level inappropriate, but there is some darker moments. I was trying to think if there is a, maybe like, no, I got I me mean, Black Widow had some pretty dark things, but yeah, less visually and more Different. like they're just explaining. Yeah. More like they yes. were just explaining what happened. But think of like the opening crawl for Black Widow where they're showing like the kids being taken and stuff and like kind of how intense that was. Now, there's no kids being taken in this, but like just in terms of it's still kind, kind of, of dark. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of yes. and if your kid is going to pick up on stuff to be like, wait, that doesn't what's happening. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to see it yourself first. I always say that it when in doubt, see it, see it yourself first. At the worst, what, you got to see it twice and that's not even... Yeah, I was going to say, that actually doesn't seem like a terrible idea. You get once as like a date night or with friends and then you take the kids. That actually seems like a brilliant plan to me, I'm just saying. I mean, that's the way I like to do things, but yeah, (laughs) that's our advice. So before we wrap this up, Ashley, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh gosh, my favorite scene. I'm trying to think. That's not a spoiler. Um... <laughs> I I kind of like when uh the scene when uh Shang-Chi and Yingnan who that's Michelle's character um uh, kind of first start to interact with each other. They have a little session where she's talking to him about how he is both his mother and his father and she kind of like kicks his butt a little bit. <laughs> that might be my favorite. What about you? That was a pretty funny scene. Mm, So not spoilery. Uh, That is actually the hard part. Um, I for sure loved the bus scene just because I think like we saw it in the trailer and so it's not spoilery at all. I think that was super funny um, because it was a great fight scene and then kind of like what happens after, you know, when Katie's all like, dude, what just happened? Like, tell you know, you need to tell me who you are. (laughs) Like that was just I thought the commentary that went along with that was like super funny. Um, and then honestly, I just loved most of the interaction with Trevor and then Trevor with Katie and Shang-Chi, because I think they were very sort of touching slash sentimental moments with spots of like this crazy humor. And you were just like, whoa, (laughs) like just really funny. And they, you know, just kind of made you stop and go. Oh, that's so sweet. And then you bust out laughing. So. Yeah. Uh, I love that too. I also really love the dragon scenes because I love dragons. But that's mm, super spoilery. Mm-hmm. So I can't even say it without just being like, right, I love the dragon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm all like, what can I, what do I love that wasn't spoilery? Literally. Which was mostly like the jokes. I, you know what I also did love was the. Well, and I, I mentioned the cinematography with that scaffolding scene that I just, there's something about that that blew me away. And then that fight scene, dance, whatever, we'll call it because it, I mean, it was a fight scene, but it wasn't in front of the tallow with um, Xiaoling and uh, Wenwu at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. I also like that as far as Marvel moms go, Shang-Chi's mom got the most character development. 
All right. So I think that wraps up our little review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We will be back with an Easter egg spoilery post, but not until the film is out. And yeah, as always, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time. We will probably be talking. Actually, no, I know for sure. We are going to be discussing the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer because there is a lot to talk about with that. But we're not detracting from Shang-Chi. So please go see Shang-Chi. Tickets are on sale now. Get them while they're hot. Because I don't know about you, but in my area, the good seats were starting to be taken a week ago. So grab the tickets. I have no doubt our seats are mostly sold out. So I may be hard pressed to get tickets for Saturday or Sunday. But we shall see. You got to make it work. to beg somebody. Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> All right. Well, if you see anything you want to share with us or you want to talk Shang-Chi or anything, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.